Men, welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron, a production of Fathers of St. Joseph and Catholic Men's Ministry. I'm Matt Palmer, and I'm blessed, always love to be the host of this show, and I'm joined by my co-host and my good brother in Christ, Devin Schott. Devin, good morning, brother. How are you? Good morning. Good, good. Thanks for having me with you. Uh, I love it. And we have got a great show today, don't we, Devin? We have got Mm -hmm. Rob Longo joining us, man, as our special guest. Um, I'm going to get Rob to introduce himself in a minute. Rob, good morning, brother. Uh, Good morning, Matt. Good morning, Devin. Great to be here. Good morning, Rob. It's great to have you, and I'm so looking forward to the men that are listening to get to know you a little bit. Why don't we start with a, a prayer? Devin, would you open us up in prayer? Yeah, absolutely. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, amen. Father, I am so thankful for my dear friend, my good friend Rob, and that he is here on this show today, and so we can get to know him, and everybody can get to know his story a little bit better. Um, I just thank you for the way that he's a, affected my life, and I just beg that your Spirit would be with us right now, that we can just open up the floodgates, that the Holy Spirit will just inspire us as as you've inspired Rob uh, throughout these years and through Rob inspired me. So God be with us. Um, just take it away. Show us what you want to do with us right now. And I pray that you just penetrate our hearts. We ask all this in Jesus's most powerful name. And uh, Mary and Joseph, pray for us. Pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. Thank you, Amen. Devin. So, you know, I think about the name of this show, Rob, Iron Sharpens Iron. And, you know, it comes from that Old Testament scripture, as iron sharpens iron, so one man sharpens another. We're going to talk about that today. We're going to talk about how the Lord has called you to be uh, an instrument that helps to sharpen other men. It's, it's, uh, what a, what a calling. Um, but before that, let's, let's, let's give our listeners uh, a little background of you. So just, Take us back and just give us a quick thumbnail sketch of you, where you grew up, and um, kind of your family, uh, children, wife, profession, before you came into full-time ministry. Just uh, set the table for us. Sure. Thank you. Uh, Again, it's just great to be with you guys, and for all those listening, hello, and hopefully someday I'll be able to meet some of you in in, in the Columbus area. I'm born and raised in the suburbs of Philadelphia, a town called Springfield, in uh, Delaware County, uh, known by Delco, and very few people that are born in Delco ever leave Delco, and uh, I took that to the next level where uh, (laughs) I actually bought the house from my parents that I grew up in, so I never needed to change the address on my driver's license, so that's one way to stay away from the DMV, right? Just buy buy the house you grew up in and where you got your license, and and you're good to go. Um, So the house I was brought home to from the hospital, I brought my uh, our, our five kids home to and it's just so fun like they see like little things when i was a little kid i i loved writing my name and like i still see like scribble robs like like all over the house like in the back of the basement and in the inside of the paneling uh my one son ended up my parents left the dining room table there and uh there's like little shelvings underneath uh, the, the table and my son comes out one day and says dad look what i found and it was cards from whenever the first Star Wars came out in, I don't know when, 1975 maybe, <laughs> like the little playing cards, like, like, like the same size as like the baseball cards. There, there were Star Wars playing cards that uh, were collectible cards that my brother and I hid, and my son found them. So, you know, we're, we're living in, in the house I grew up in, 
uh, outside of Philly. And uh, I was born and raised Catholic. My parents loved the Lord, and uh, I was really embarrassed by that. And, uh, and I, I did not want anything to do with it, not to the point that I rebelled. I went to you know, eight years of, of Catholic grade school and then went to public high school. I went to Mass almost every Sunday of my life to the point where even in college like, I would kick girls out of my dorm room to get to Mass. For whatever reason, the Lord kept me going to Mass. I don't know if it was habit, guilt, a little bit of both, but there was never a relationship there. Uh, blessed in so many ways. And when I finally said yes to the Lord, I looked back and I was like, man, God, you blessed me so much. You know, my sister and I were the first in, in our family history to go to college, got a great job out of college, and, and just was blessed in so many ways, but I never said thank you. So when, when I first came into a relationship with Jesus, I realized, wow, like how, um, how, how much ingratitude there was. And, you know, I was, you know, halfway decent in sports, halfway decent in school, got, you know, graduated college, got a good job in pharmaceuticals. I was in that industry between that and medical device for 17 years, just so many blessings, and I never said thank you. And it wasn't until December 31st, 2003, when I was 33 years old, the age that our Lord gave his life for me, I finally gave my life back to him. It was after a year of reading sacred scripture, um, was challenged saying that, you know, you're born and raised Catholic, you don't even own a Bible. So I got a Bible and started reading that Bible. And I was like, wow, this is amazing. You know, this, <laughs> this is awesome. So I just kept reading throughout the year. And, um, and then I was in church, you know, looking at the bulletin and, you know, I see this thing for youth ministry. And I would just say, oh, that seems pretty cool. I should look into it. And the next week happened, that looks pretty cool. I should look into it. Four weeks pass, I say the same thing, never look into it, and I get a letter from someone in our rectory, someone in our, our parish office that said, hey, we have this thing called, you know, whatever the youth ministry was called, it's pretty cool, you should look into it. Almost the same exact words that I was saying, <laughs> but never taking action. I mean, the only thing that could have been more obvious from the Lord is if like a teen dropped on my head and said, you know, come on, come, come help us out. So I started serving. So I got to know our Lord through his word, and I started to serve him. And before that, obviously, when you start to know our Lord, you start to love him, right? So I'm knowing and loving him through his word, and I start to serve him through youth ministry. And then it's like, wow, like, I didn't realize that that was the purpose of our life, like the old Baltimore Catechism, right? To know God. who made you, God made you, why did he make you? To know, you love, to, to know him, love him, serve him. So I'm, the Lord led me into that through, you know, just through people just kind of prodding a little bit and saying little challenges here and there, and through getting to know him, love him, serve him, through his word and through service, it got to the point where one year later was December 31st, 2003. I helped a guy out with a, a little business thing he was working on, and he sent me a thank you. We never really talked about faith, except I think one of my kids was being baptized during our conversations, during the, you know, the period of our conversations, and he sent me the Purpose Driven Life, and I got it on Christmas Eve, a year after I started reading the Bible, getting to know our Lord, love our Lord, and then serving him. And it was this 40-day journey. I'd never heard of this book. And I started the journey on Christmas. And day seven of that 40-day journey was December 31st, 2003. And day seven is surrender. And that, Devin, you know, I'm sure I heard it along the way, but uh, my heart wasn't ready to, to listen to that invitation. 
But in that moment, it's like the whole year of reading Scripture, getting to know Him and love Him and serve Him, I was at that point, that decision point, where I I could either turn the page and pretend I didn't read it, shut the book, hide it under my bed. Like I had to make, I had to make an, I had to give an answer, and no answer is an answer. And thanks be to God, I said yes. I said yes. Thirty three years old, finally said my first yes. And from that point on, it's uh, been an adventure. And I would love to say that you know all all heartache and struggles and crosses uh, you know went away, and it was you know it was all all lollipops and rainbows, but it's not the case. You know, our Lord says, if you want to be my follower, you've got to deny yourself, take up your cross, and, uh, and follow me daily. So, um, but he never left me. He never leaves me in, in, in the suffering and the struggles and the challenges. Uh, he is always there. And, uh, and I just am so thankful for his patience. You know, the 33 years of being a knucklehead and just so, you know, ungrateful for, for all the gifts so patient, so patient, just sending people into my life with little invitations, um, just patient with, with me, his, his, his son, just waiting and waiting and waiting and then welcoming me with open arms when, uh, when I finally said yes. So that brings us to uh, you know, the, the journey of faith and, and now you know, from 2003 till now there was a lot of opportunity to continue to work in the secular world. Uh, and then to work in ministry for you know for the last ten years, um, but I was challenged once if I could just share this brief story. Uh, one of the things that we do is we go to schools, and I remember one kid saying, "Hey, Mr. Longo, how do you know this faith thing is real?" And I was like, "Wow." Well, I was thinking. I said, "Let me put it this way. See if this makes any sense." I said, "My last job in pharmaceuticals, I was on a team that was launching a new drug." And there was, I think, five of us on the team. We were launching it. We had 3,500 people that we had to organize this meeting in, in California, 3,500 people. We're renting aircraft carriers, getting, you know, bands. And, you know, basically it was a, you know, organize a, a five-day party with, you know, $7 million. So we had, we had all the money we wanted. We had all the power we wanted. We had, we had the position. You know, everything that the world says should make me happy, I should be happy. I was never alone in that journey, but I never felt more lonely. And then I fast forward, I left pharmaceuticals. So Jesus wasn't in my life then. I left pharmaceuticals, and this is after I said yes to the Lord, and I was the only guy. I went from 3,500 people. I was the only guy in sales in the country. There's five people in the whole company, and every week I was traveling to a different city. And the first thing I would do find the local Catholic church. I would find out the mass times. I would go to daily mass, meet people, talk to people. It's like, you know, it's like old home week. You know, you just, you just start meeting people. It's, it's family. And I would eat by myself. I was always alone, but never lonely. And what's the difference? Yeah. The difference was Jesus, right? The difference was that, yes, that relationship with God, Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. So that's, you know, how I know, thanks be to God, that this beautiful faith of ours is real. What a great answer to, to that young man. This is Iron Sharpens Iron. To all of you that are listening, welcome. We're so glad you're with us. It's a show that is produced uh, by Catholic Men's Ministry and Fathers of St. Joseph. 
I'm Matt Palmer, one of the co-hosts. I'm joined by Devin Schott, one of our other co-hosts. And we are, uh, we're blessed to have Rob Longo on the show with us today. And Devin, as I'm listening to, to Rob just share this story, I'm so, I'm so taken by, I think we can all relate to squandering our inheritances that God the Father has given us and, and not being grateful for them, as Rob said. And yet, um, like, like the prodigal father, prodigal son and, and, the, and the father, um, our Lord lovingly waits for us, and he uses these moments to, to call us. And as soon as Rob opened himself up in that year of, of, of listening, um, that's, when, that's when the journey really uh, took hold for, for Rob. Talk about how we open ourselves to the voice and, and how, in Rob's case, it came through Scripture. I think it's so important that men open themselves up to God's voice. Yeah, absolutely. I, I think that it's interesting, Rob, you said you, uh, on day seven of that 40-day journey, purpose-driven life, you were like, you know, you could turn the page or actually say yes, but I really like think you were already saying yes, and I think that's, you know, through reading the Word of God for a year, you know, and then serving in the youth ministry, answering that call, and then, but then there's those big yeses, like where you really realize it, like where on day seven you gave your I'm all in. And I think a, a lot of us can relate to that because we we keep saying yes to God in little ways, but we know we're not all in. And um, But then there comes that moment where we just can't avoid it any longer. The invitation's way too strong. And I think, like, when we when we finally make that decision, like, okay, I need to be all in, and we that's when we really we need to hear the vox or the voice of God. And that's when we need to make a commitment to God. And this is a sure sign of a disciple of Jesus Christ, is that we make the commitment to spend time with God. Because if you want to know someone, you spend time with them. If you want to be like them, you're trained by them. And and I think that, you know, whether you you have a self-help coach or, you know, a teacher or whatever, those people that you spend time with, you learn the most from. And I love Jesus, you know, and Mark. We're just starting, you know, to go through the book of Mark, and I love what it says, like, I think it's in, either in chapter 1, right at the beginning, or chapter 2, probably chapter 2, but he, it talks about how after he performed all these miracles at Peter's house, early in the morning, it says, Mark says, very early in the morning, and Rob can relate to this because I know Rob's an early riser, but <laughs> very early in the morning, he sets out, and he goes into a desert place, and he prays. And that was the key to Jesus' success. Jesus wanted to hear from his Father. Jesus wanted to commune with his Father. You can't give what you don't have. And so I love that three-step process. Very early in the morning, he sets out, number two, three, desert place. Four, well, he prays. And so I think the key for all of us is we've got to find that that will, that tenacity, that desire to have a life with God, because that's when the power and the happiness and the joy, all that is unleashed. But it's not until we say, like, Rob, I'm surrendering. And part of that big surrender is, I want to hear your voice. And part of hearing that voice is, I need to set out. And when I set out, I got to go to my own desert place. I need to hear you. Devin, it makes me think of, it's it's like a rescue mission. Are we willing as men 
sometimes I think, what can I do? Like, they go, with all the craziness going on in the world, we have five kids, and it's like, mm-hmm. what can I truly, what can I do to make a difference? Like, or is, is there anything that I'm doing making a difference? But what you're just saying, I think, is an invitation for all of us. Like, are we willing, like John the Baptist, to decrease so the Lord can increase? Like, are mm-hmm. we willing to get up early, get out of our house, find a chapel, adore our Lord in adoration? Pray the rosary, the most powerful weapon we have. Get back home before anybody's even up. Like, mm. are we willing to do that? Like, that's the, that's mm. the power. Like, it doesn't mm. matter what I do on the natural level. Am I willing to do that? Anybody can do that. You know, any, we yeah. can all, it's just, a, yeah. Oh, man, uh, I just read a book, uh, and this author, he says that comfort will make cowards of us all. And mm. I think that this is where I struggle the most is that early morning hours, it's dark, uh, I'm warm underneath my covers, and, and I'm like, okay, God, I know you love me. You'll accept me just the way I am. I'm going to stay here. You know? <laughs> but, uh, but I'm like, but wait a minute, I need God. I mean, like, when, when I think when you start a relation, having a relation with God, you realize it's just like food. Uh, wait a minute, I need it. I need God. I need to have His, I need to hear His voice. I need to have His presence. And the more that you pray, the more you realize that you get in tune to it. And then you also realize that there's a certain power in you. you. You start, like in your relationships, you're speaking with a different voice. You're loving in a different way. You're attentive to other people's needs in a much deeper way. And you have this hypersensitivity that's almost divine that you didn't even recognize before you did this. And so I think one of my biggest challenges, I don't know for you guys, but is to really set out, get to that desert place, and pray. You know... You start to when you when you develop that routine, and I think men men crave routines and habits of excellence. Even the secular world talks a lot about um, building habits and routines. When you were made to develop this kind of a routine with the Lord, and when we start the day and fill ourselves with Him, um, we find, as you said, Devin, we find that we. We have this, we have Him. We, we are able to share Him and not just ourselves. We're so, we're so weak and insufficient to address the problems that we encounter in our own lives and those around us. But when we fill ourselves with Him every morning, first thing, we find that we have that life to give. And we crave and desire that life more and more. We, we, we find that we can't live without that time. And we begin to just want it and crave it, because our hearts are made for it. We're made for that communion with our Lord. Matt, mm-hmm. it reminds me of, of the reading, the Sunday Gospel for, uh, I think, January 17th. It, it, it was that um, the disciples of John were with, with John the Baptist, and then Jesus walks by, behold, the Lamb of God, and, and his disciples follow Jesus. Right, they heard John, but followed Jesus, and and they asked this question like, where, where, you know, what are you looking for? And they said, well, where are you staying? And mm-hmm. I feel that Jesus is like, wow, you want to hang out with me? Come on, mm-hmm. come on, hang out. And they spent the day with him. And then after that day, Andrew goes, and first thing, he's so excited, he's like, real bro, is you know, to Peter, like we found the Messiah. Right? They they went from like this being an idea and, and learning about the coming of the Messiah, but they hung out with the Messiah for a day. And then they, like you said, Matt, they were filled with him and so on fire and excited that Andrew brings 
his brother. And like, just imagine how, how, how God's heart lights up when we want to hang out with him, right? Like, you know, just think of Jesus, especially in, in the Trinity. Like, Jesus is fully God, fully man. And when we want to hang out with him, yeah, I, I can just imagine that lights him up. And, and just on a natural level, I remember one time God showed me, uh, gave me a little taste of that. You know, like Devin said, I get up early, so I think it was like 3, 30, 4 o'clock, and I'm shaving, it's dark everywhere else, and I, I hear something outside the bathroom door, and I, I open it up, and it's my son Thomas. And he was probably, I don't know, 7, 8 years old at the time. And, you know, when, he, when I open the door, the light from the bathroom shines on him, and he squints, and I was like, oh, bud. I was like, you all right? I said, I said what, what do you need? And he said, I just need you, Daddy. <laughs> and I was like, oh. So I got out of that bathroom and, you know, <laughs> brought him back in his bed and jumped in and, you know, just hugging him and just, oh, man, I love it. He, he didn't have to do anything. He didn't have to perform anything. He didn't have to show me his straight A's or that he scored the winning goal. I just want you, Daddy. I just want you, like, like, and there's, that, there's we that. have that opportunity that. as sons yeah. to light up the heart of the Father just by wanting to be with Him. That's a, I think that's pretty awesome. There's that early morning time, and, and um, you shared it's so beautiful to think of the image of you as the Father just wanting that time with your Son, and your Son wanting that time with His Father. And um, I've been getting in a, a beautiful habit of going over to our church um, early in the mornings for adoration. And I think initially I thought, you know, I'm coming to see the Lord. And, and I am, of course. But what I'm, what I'm learning is that He wants me even more than I want Him. Mm-hmm. Um, he wants me to be there. He's, he's, in essence, drawing me to Him. And because of His great love and His great desire have me with him and to and to to spend that time with him it's 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 so incredible that our lord just in the in in the eucharist desires that and i think it's so neat that you bring the eucharist um you know rob to high schools to catholic high schools and you lead kind of adoration retreats maybe talk a little bit about that we're we're about four minutes out from the end but just share with devin and me and, and and our listeners how you continue to give young people and and guys our age an opportunity to to encounter Christ that way. Ah, uh, sure, it's uh, such a blessing. I get I get the opportunity, uh, the great gift. Thank you, Lord, to work with high schools. And after you know, ten doing this probably seven years, seven years into it, we we finally figured out. Hey, I think they would get a lot more out of these visits if we go to the chapel and they hang out with Jesus and and you know a little more of Him and less of me. And the schools were open to that. And now when we go into high schools, I go into the chapel. The priest or deacon you know, puts Jesus out on the altar in the monstrance, and I get to hang out with Jesus all day. And then typical high schools has eight, eight periods, and each period they bring in a new crew of kids. So all throughout the day, depending on the size of the high school, I'm either with the whole school by the end of the day or with the, you know, one, one grade level or two grade levels, all depending on the size of the school and the size of the chapel. But we get to hang out with Jesus. And we're, we're introducing them to the power of just being. Right? Especially our young people today, they're so, under so much pressure to perform and to do, but just to be. And it's like a workout. Like if we said, 
43 minutes, you come to the chapel, and we're just going to hang out and going to be complete silence for 43 minutes. I think they'd go crazy. I know I, I, know I would at that age or even at my age. Um, it's like a workout. And Matt, you know, Matt and Debbie both are guys that are, that are in shape. Imagine if we tried to do the workouts we do today the first time we worked out. You know, we'd be sore for a week or more. The same thing is true with our spiritual workouts. So we're just introducing the students and giving them an opportunity just to be. Jesus is here. You're here. Just be. So we do a little reflection and then silence. Maybe a song, silence. A little scripture, silence. And over time, it, it's, just, it's really awesome to see. Like the teachers will come up to me and they'll say, Rob, the kids are asking for, you know, for those silent periods just to be a little longer. Right? Wow. They've gotten a taste wow. of it. They've nice. gotten a taste <laughs> of it. Because we're not going to trip over silence in our, in our everyday life. Like if we don't intentionally look for it and, and, and seek it, it's, it's not just going to happen. But when it does, when we facilitate it, that's what they're made for. They're made for that time alone, that time in silence with our Lord. So it's been such an incredible, incredible gift to, uh, to be able to do that. So thank you, Matt, for, uh, for asking about it. Sure. Devin, when the men that are listening, as they open themselves up to this discipline of, of listening to our Lord, um, preferably early in the morning each day, what, 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 what's God's promise? What can they expect to see happening in their lives as they spend that time in silence with Him? Yeah, so the promise is not that you'll be wealthy or that all your problems will be solved immediately. Um, it's nothing like that. But the promise is, is that God will begin dwelling in you and operating in you to such a great level that you'll truly start to become happy. I mean, most of us really suffer with misery and, and loneliness. But like Rob said, you know, he can be alone eating breakfast or be alone at Mass, but he's never alone. He's actually happy. Rob's one of the happiest guys I've known because he's actually communes with God. So I think the promise is, is that God is going to speak. We may not hear him audibly, but we will be able to discern his movements in our soul. And it might not be right there during that prayer period, but we'll start to see the effects of his voice, his action, his, his presence in our life, in our relationships with our, our wives, our kids, our, our, our friends, our coworkers, even our enemies, within ourselves. We'll be able to overcome envy and pride and, and greed and all those things that combat us. So I think that's the yeah. promise. And it's a beautiful promise. Um, we're going to have to leave it right there, which is a perfect place to leave it. Rob, thanks for joining us uh, up today, and thanks for just sharing the journey of faith that you're on. And uh, Men out there that are listening, iron sharpens iron. Take that time, enter the silence each day, and see what the Lord does in your life and through your life. This has been Iron Sharpens Iron. We invite you to join us again for another episode. Take care, guys. God bless. Have a great day.